the barrel. Historic baseball podcast. This is not our new theme song, but our new theme song is going to sound a lot like this. Uh, I'm just going to rip it off from Helen and the Trash Pandas if she doesn't. I haven't talked to her about it. It's not her fault. But if she doesn't work with me on that, I'm just going to rip her off. I'm just going to rip her off. Uh, Here we are. Roller out the barrel. I am your host, the barrel roller, Matthew Bernard. I am joined by the Shangri-La of the Lala's, the king of resistance, Rudy Swamp Fox. Yes, Rudy. How are you, my friend? Oh, I am. I feel like I haven't seen your face in so long. I, I am doing fantastic. You know, what's crazy is during the summer, even though I deliver beer for a living, <clears throat> the summer wasn't my busiest when it comes to this podcast because I was doing a lot of vintage baseball stuff. I was traveling for the podcast. I was constantly doing things for the podcast. You, on the other hand, are very busy in the summer, non-pod, non-vintage baseball related. <laughs> so you'll see once the summer hit, Rudy's, you guys don't know the uh, the duties <laughs> that we have split up amongst us or anything like that, but Rudy slacked the entire summer on this podcast. And the, the thing is funny is now I am the one who's slacking because I haven't done ever since I have stepped foot back in this state from Rhode Island. I haven't done Jack Diddley because I'm doing, I am so busy with other things. I am putting as many things on my plate as possible. And, uh, but the time is coming. Rudy is now putting out a lot of content. So if you go to the YouTube channel, in fact, He's in charge of doing all these videos and everything. He's really the the main brain power behind the videos. I'm going to have him pump it up for you. Rudy? Oh, no. Hey, uh, you were doing such a fantastic job. You were on a roll. Oh, no, I'm good. But, uh, I know. I'm good. But go ahead. Yeah, oh, you're great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I just wanted to confirm that with you. Uh, no, we are uh, – there is going to be – an abundance of content released on the YouTube channel within the next week. Uh, even this evening, uh, an, uh, a new match from the Ohio Cup, the Canal Fulton Mules versus the Tippecanoe Canal Jumpers, uh, will be released. Um, that video is currently mixing as we speak. Um, we have, uh, we're going to release Ohio Cup episode uh, uh, games. I believe we have. Uh, the Ohio Village Muffins, they're one of their squads against the Deep River Grinders, the Addison Mountain Stars against the Detroit Baseball Club, the Arizona, uh, and uh, and our match, I called them the Arizona Territories Baseball Club, but they actually have a name, and it was the um, the Lost Dutchman, and which is a fantastic name, um, uh, a match between them and another Muffin squad. So, and then we still have matches. From the Ohio Cup, so you'll get a chance to see the Walker Tavern Wheels, the Canal Dover Red Legs, those rascals, the Canton Corn Shuckers. Oh, no. Uh, the Akron Black Did Stockings. you say Akron Cup or Ohio Cup again? I said uh, we, we still have uh, uh, games from the Akron Cups released. I don't know. You might have said Ohio Cup again. I'm just oh, here to okay, make, well, point out your mistakes. We're going to have all of the Cups. <laughs> Akron. 
I can't Ohio. say that's even true. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't listening. We'll go. We'll we have Wait, it on record. That's okay, I'm used uh, to not being listened to. But, lately, but you know what I love about? Go ahead. What, you know what I love about this is that yeah, uh, like you you are so busy. You've got uh, a couple of irons and different fires, and I love it. And then this is where I step in. And I can pull some weight and do some stuff and get some stuff going for us. So I'm excited about that. Well, you've done a fantastic job. If you haven't okay. gone to our YouTube channel, uh, it's now it is now we can say go there because we have a lot of stuff there. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of our interviews that we do on the podcast platform that you can see the video of to see uh Every single one of our podcasts that are on the YouTube channel are the video of it, even though some of them have our logo up. It, they're all videos. None of that's audio only. Uh, also, we have now four, our first four video matches from the Flat Rock Invitational up there, which uh, my favorite is game three when Belinda Carlisle keeps popping up. Uh, I talked, I was at... Uh, as you know, during football season, I am a, I am a Michigan State Spartan supporter. We don't need to talk about Mel Tucker right now. And uh, so I tailgate with my friends, the LaRue's, uh, and, uh, and I got his thoughts on the Belinda Carlisle from his video. He is very happy about it. He loves Belinda Carlisle. Okay, okay, good. We even played uh, in – in uh, honor of the video, we played Belinda Carlisle at our tailgate. It was mad about you, Rudy, and it went over awesomely. I bet it did. <laughs> you know what? I played as the last song. I was the DJ of uh, the, the tailgate this week, and the last song I played was the theme to Pee-wee's Playhouse. I thought that was going to be a banger. It was not. Mad about you, banger. It slapped. <laughs> Also, I love it. also, I played the Hokey Pokey, banger. Chicken dance, negative. Negative on the chicken dance. Hokey Pokey, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, as Michigan State beat up Richmond. All right, Mel Tucker. Look at Rudy, do you know the Mel Tucker thing? I, 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 am, I am burst on it, yes. He sexually harassed a sexual harassment advocate that goes around to colleges to try to prevent this kind of thing. You can't make that up. He's going to be fired. Anyway. Uh, he's not going to try and stick it out like the Spanish soccer coach? He's not going to have a chance, yes, like that guy. I'll never <laughs> I'll never resign. Uh, no, the, he is suspended without pay, and that is only because there's a, a court date it's not an official court date. It's uh, the wrap-up of the investigation, which since Mel Tucker has already admitted to half of the stuff, uh, he's going to get fired with cause, but they just have to wait for the official court date. So then I have to listen to all the Mel Tucker jokes, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we have the gymnastics coach that went around assaulting all the gymnasts. And then our president, oh, my God, it's a mess over there. Uh, but I can proudly say I'm not an alumnus. I'm just a supporter. <laughs> you, so, so your, so your venom does not hurt me. All right. But I'm still going to the game against Washington on Saturday. I just want you all to know I am not boycotting football. I don't boycott things. Uh, I enjoy them for what they are. Uh, I love it. And uh, so that's one of the, the things in the fire. And, uh, 
you know, just 15 minutes before I got into this Zoom, I had just gotten back. I worked uh, on the Mike Feeney's deranged haunt today. You can see the the hat. It's a new hat. So I drive, because I'm crazy, I drive an hour and 45 minutes down there. I put in four and a half hours of work, and then I drove an hour and 45 back to get here in time to do this podcast. And uh, the haunt is a wonderful thing. And Rudy, I know you don't like to get scared, but it's a beautiful thing. And I'm here's uh, so my character that I'm going to be coming up with as I'm actually a full time haunter this year. Yeah, only this year. We'll see how it goes. But I'm a I'm a fisherman. Okay, so I was like, hey, I'm going to color in my beard and stuff all white so it all matches and it's all white. And then look at it. Look at it. It, look, it looks great. Yeah, I didn't color any of it. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't color any of it. It's mostly white now. There's eh, whatever. <laughs> I will. I'll. I don't even know if I have to. Probably not. <laughs> no. It's sad. I'll stick a pipe in here, and you know, I'll do a. I'll do my best. I have a dock to work with, so I'm a fisherman on a dock, and. I'm going to the deepest, darkest places of my heart and my soul for my character, and I'm not going to have Love a pro- I'm not going to have a problem with it. Uh, and Rudy's getting back into the acting game. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about that play that you're going to be in. Uh, <laughs> it it's a little ways down the road. I was uh, I get to do uh, <clears throat> I got cast in a play called uh, it's a new play. And it's called "You Will Get Sick," and it's uh, it, it's hard to explain it, uh, the premise of the play, but it deals with um, individuals transitioning uh, from an illness, and and whether that transition leads them to death or health, and uh, that actually will open here in Columbus, in downtown Columbus, and. I believe April. It opens the the week of my son's birthday. So I think it opens like April fifth, I believe, and uh, it'll run to uh, mid May. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I haven't done a show. I haven't done a paid acting gig since 2017. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to uh, to to get back into that world. Well, uh, Rudy, when Rudy was young, he got bitten by the acting bug. So he went, he went at, he went for it. He did something that, uh, every, most people have regrets about is not going for it, you know, <laughs> Su- succeed or not. Everybody gets bit by something and mm-hmm. not everybody goes for it. Rudy went for it and, uh, <laughs> was in a lot of stuff and did a lot of things and had a lot of experiences <laughs> And, uh, and then in 2017 decided that, uh, he wanted to, uh, give up on that and go down a different path. I wanted to podcast and focus a lot on podcasting and he wanted to do things that actually made money. So, (laughs) (laughs) so he went and got a job, uh, but Rudy has done things. Rudy's done things in New York and yeah. So he went for it, and yeah, that's, that's what the, everybody that's should do. That's the thing that I, I find myself having to explain all the time is like when that door opens, it kind of creaks open, and then everybody's like, "Well, what have you done?" And then it's like, "Well, I'm not going to talk about like, you know, 
the repertory companies I've worked with and like all that stuff. It's just like, Oh, I've done, I've done some theater. So like, yeah, is a, <laughs> you don't listen, you don't get to be, uh, the spokesperson for bed, bath and beyond Mexico. <laughs> you stole my joke. You son of a bitch. You I knew it. stole my joke. <laughs> Because we know each other too well. <laughs> uh, as funny as it sounds, that's actually a true statement. You were the, <laughs> you refused to show me any marketing from that campaign at all. But do you actually have any? Uh, uh, no, that's uh, why I don't show it to you. Uh, the only marketing I have is from when I was uh, a part of Yum Brands uh, marketing campaign for oh, Taco Bell new. Pizza Hut. This is yeah. new. <clears throat> Yeah. Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Was it uh, the combo yeah. restaurants or something? Or no, it's the same company. Uh, you know, same like, company. well, they're all uh, owned by the same, but KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. Do you are have all by- yourself on a picture of a Taco Bell something? I I have a picture of me. It's a recreation of that iconic, like, steel beam workers. Uh, picture you know like where they're building the chrysler building and the workers are sitting on the steel beam eating lunch above the city uh-huh. uh it's inspired by that and it's like a dinner table on a steel beam and i'm holding a taco and my date across from me is eating a pizza hut pizza and then there are some taco bell and kfc workers on either side i'll, I'll i have I'll send you that pic. uh you send me that pic and i'm making a shirt <laughs> I'm having this shirt. I just want you to, I'm warning you ahead of time that this, <laughs> this shirt would happen. Uh, so anyway, yeah. enough about us. Uh, the reason why we're here, uh, we don't have an interview this week. What we're doing is we're going to have Rudy take us down the road of the recap, I guess, as it were, of the Ohio Cup weekend that uh, he attended and I did not. And uh, let's hear, we're going to talk about many different things. Uh, yeah. And you experienced all of them, so take it away, Slugger. Well, you know, <clears throat> I mean, as an individual who has attended the Ohio Cup before, I, you're you're well-versed in what, what that weekend has to offer for the community. And um, this weekend was no different, honestly. It was... Uh, the the muffins and diamonds have a huge undertaking. Um, they they offer this event free of charge to the clubs that attend, um, and they figure out how to uh, populate and supply a, a hospitality room for, I mean, easily over a hundred vintage baseball players and families free of charge. Um, you know the. The, the village is operational. So it's, it's a lot of moving parts. And, and once again, they just do a phenomenal job. They have a really great support system built in through their volunteer organization. So, um, we, we, go, I, I, I make, I'm very lucky. I consider it lucky to be able to help set up the fields for them, uh, the Friday before the Ohio cup, which is always an undertaking because, Barrel Roller, how would you describe those fields out on 17th Avenue, Those the big fields? <laughs> iffy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Uh, iffy. 
Uh, I would say they're small. I would say you get some. Oh, and you're right. We had a whole. Oh, you're you're freezing on me, but your hand's moving. Oh, how could your hand be moving, but you're frozen? Go ahead, talk. Well, it just told me my internet connection's unstable. All right, here, do me a favor. Explain, uh, elaborate on your answer, and I'm going to hardline into internet. Uh, well, my experience with the Ohio Cup fields is that they're a, a smidge small in some certain spots. Uh, they do have, they do run up against the interstate, so there's fences you have to deal with. Now, and there's some crazy bounces that happen just like everywhere else but uh it's sandwiched in between the interstate and a road that goes through the ohio village connection so sometimes you get some cars hitting the parking lot on foul balls and families of three down the third baseline out and uh i don't know uh there's not a lot of character to those fields but uh, but you're sandwiching in three into a room that's really for two. How's that? <laughs> oh, that was beautiful and <laughs> uh, accurate, um, which is amazing because they're able to do the. They're still able to make these fields work. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. Uh, like on their smallest field from home plate to right field before you hit the fence, before the interstate, it's 200 feet. So you're going to be limited in what you're able to do as a hitter. And a lot of these fields, for some reason, it stopped raining here in Columbus for weeks. So not only were these fields rock hard, but they were like hard to like, you you had players hitting bags, rounding bases, taking you know, sliding, which happens. I mean, but the thing I think the beautiful thing is is that it didn't take away from the moment and the event. Like everybody, it's just the nature of people. They're going to complain about something. You're not going to make everybody happy all the time. But even with those. Uh, coming in and knowing, yeah, these fields are going to be a little interesting. Still, you had great games. You had people enjoying themselves. And and honestly, I, I was pretty happy because we, the Capitals, were able to set up right there at the small field. Three of our four games on Saturday were right at that field. So we set up like six, seven tenths. And then we didn't move all day. It was like, it was like kind of, I, I would say, assume, I don't really, I've never really tailgated, but I would assume that's what a tailgate is like. It's like, we're all in the same area. We're all consuming the same beverages and the same food. And we get to play some baseball as well. And it was a, it was a, a fantastic <clears throat> Saturday. The, uh, they had a, a number of clubs. I didn't, I was going to try and count the clubs. <laughs> beforehand I didn't get a chance to do that but they had clubs from Arizona Indiana uh, uh, Michigan Pennsylvania uh, 
obviously Ohio. Um, what else do they have clubs from? Missouri? Oh, Minnesota and Missouri. So, oh, yep, yep. I mean, they, 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 clubs still, it is still a destination for vintage baseball clubs to attend. If well, you would like to see, yeah, what's up? Well, I was just going to say that you do get your complaints every year, just like every other event, by the way. Uh, but it's funny how they always come back. Everybody who complains always comes back. Uh, the way I always explain the Ohio cup is it's a, it's a, it's a season ending picnic. It's exactly what it is. It's not supposed to be the most brilliant baseball you've ever seen. It's not, it's not set up to be that it's 50 minute matches. You're just supposed to go out there and have some fun and, you know, it's a tip of the cap to the season. It's over. It's a perfect way for most teams to end the season. Uh, I think it's uh, it's great to, to be able to say goodbye to everybody because you won't see them again until you hit the field in May. And uh, that, that includes your own team in some cases. And uh, <laughs> so it's really the best vintage baseball event overall in Ohio. If you take it for what it is. Now, if you go in thinking it should be something else, you're going to be disappointed because that's not what it is. So, it is not a tournament. It is not a yeah. tournament. It is not hour and a half, two hour matches. You're not getting a full game in. You're not going to feel satisfied with the outcomes of the games. You're not. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That's not <laughs> what it is. So, and you know, I kind of adopted like getting, getting wins at the Ohio cup is kind of like, that's a feat. Like, congrats. Like that's something to be celebrated because you're playing like the, the reason that I'm able, I'm going to let you behind the curtain here, folks, that I'm able to kick out these Ohio cup uh, matches so quickly is because they don't go over 50 minutes. Like I think the longest one, the 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 Droverton and Drovertown and um, Chelsea, I think that maybe fifty two minutes. This uh, most of the matches are like forty eight, forty nine minutes, and so like if you can get a victory in in four innings uh, with the the confines of these fields, I think I was like celebrate that. That's pretty exciting. Good for you. But it, it's not like you're getting a trophy, which I love. So like. A few years ago, people, like few, few, like 10, 10 or so years ago, there would be some clubs that would say, well, we went and we won the Ohio Cup. And they would post on social media about winning the Ohio Cup. And I'd be like, that's hilarious. Can I see it? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> they, it, it, it's definitely what you just said, a picnic. That's the perfect way to describe it. And the Muffins do a fantastic job of putting on this picnic for uh, the vintage baseball community. Yeah, they put it on for the entire community. I mean, they, sh- they should be acknowledged for the incredible event and its, and its real purpose. And uh, so thank mm-hmm. God for the, the muffins and the lady diamonds. And uh, yes, they really, 
the women's match was uh, a lot of fun to watch on Muffin Meadow on Saturday, uh, on Sunday. I, uh, unfortunately, was not able due to battery constraints. Was not able to get that on on um, on camera. But the the women's match was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, they've got that little village back there. I mean, mo- everybody that's listening to this, I assume most 90% of the people listening to this have been to the Ohio Cup or have at least heard of the Ohio Cup. So we're not telling you anything you don't know. But uh, And, you know, I would definitely, if I'm going to, I don't, I mean, there is a word, there's a rumor going around that the Ohio Cup might have to move locations due to uh some renovations to the village and stuff like that i i I don't want to speak out of turn or pass on any salacious rumors i don't have all the information but it was a rumor going around that um the village might not be available for the ohio cup uh they're they're still working that out but if you've heard of it, you should definitely get in touch and see about attending. Contact um, the Ohio Village Muffins through Facebook. If you already schedule with them, reach out and inquire about the Ohio Cup. You know, keep uh, keep supporting this event. It's a it's a fantastic. I was so excited. I love the Ohio Cup because I'm going to see clubs that we don't usually see throughout the year. We don't play, and like we finally, I got we got to play the team from Arizona, and I was like. I mean, it sounds silly, but it's like, oh, bucket list. Here we go. Crossed it off. I've played teams from Colorado, Florida. Like, I've played teams from Boston, everywhere. And I was like, Arizona, fantastic. And so, and it was such a a great time meeting those guys as well. Uh, Yeah, so wherever the Ohio Cup is uh, next year, I will be there. Uh, the full podcast, whatever, whatever we are at that time, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll be a multimedia conglomerate. Or we'll be hanging on by a string. Uh, he, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but we'll be there in full effect. Now, uh, I was really hoping that the schedule worked out to where Tennessee did their Sulphur Dell, their Dell Sulphur, Sulphur, Sulphur Dell Cup. The week. Yep. And after Ohio Cup, because I was going to take that week off for a vacation. Because, uh, you know, I'm old, so I get a lot of vacation time. Well, <laughs> uh, so it didn't happen that way. So the Selfordell Cup is in two weeks after the Ohio Cup. So that's what? Next weekend. Well, yep. I can't go. I can't go because I can't get the time off of work because I did not. I did not ask for vacation time because they're two weeks apart and, uh, and we don't have enough guys for me to take that time mm-hmm. off right now. So yeah, I can't go to the self for Dell cup. No, I've, I did a lot of traveling this year. So however, you, the main thing I wanted to do this year was a self for Dell cup, but it comes at the end of the season. So I'm hoping when they schedule next year, it's the week after Ohio cup and I can take the whole week off for vacation and go check it out. Just so, throwing that out there. Just throwing, I mean, you've given your pound of flesh this summer. Let's be honest. I yes, mean, but I want to give are. some, I want to give some flesh to Tennessee. Did that come out wrong? Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> I just, good. 
I just want to go down there and give them some flesh. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Works. still good. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait for that. Here's what here's what we got coming up uh, next year. Uh, Rudy and I are going to be at the World's Tournament, and we're going to be videotaping all of the. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to be next year, but we can tell you the minimum is we're going to videotape the. Is that Walnut One or Walnut Two? I always get those numbers mixed. Walnut up. One. Okay. Walnut One. So we'll be videotaping Walnut One, and uh, and we'd like to do it live, but it's a bit unrealistic for us to hit that. No. Is it? We can do it. It's got time. Listen, we need a thousand subscribers to the YouTube channel. Go there. Look at. There's a video up right now that's getting a ton of uh, views of the Friuses stealing handkerchiefs from the Rochester Grangers and then Rudy doing a post-game speech and all of them come out into the open. It's a wonderful, you know, not everything we have on the YouTube channel is an hour and a half long. There's all there's the gingerly gentlemen's up there, the mightiest strikers up there. Uh, so go there, subscribe. We're over 50 people now subscribing. We need a thousand. So anyway, we'll be recording matches at the world's tournament. And that's a, for, that's a, for sure. I'm going to the Ohio cup next year for sure. Uh, I'm going back to Boston in may, but that's not a vintage baseball trip that is me uh going to fenway park and then it might be a vintage baseball trip uh things are being worked on behind as rudy and i are still very interested in somehow some way somewhere putting on the 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 roller alto barrel classic some of you ask me why what is the roller alto barrel classic is it just a tournament no it is not just a, it's not just a tournament. It's a tournament for 96 people. That's it. There's a cap. You have to pay for your spot. All the money goes towards uh, it would be uh charity and the tournament. And what happens is is it's for individuals and not for clubs. So you buy your spot, your name goes into a hat your team gets pulled out of a hat. Now it's a double elimination tournament. So when you lose, not only do you go into the losers bracket, but your team changes because everybody, when you lose everybody's names, go back into the hats and every single match you have after you lose your team changes every single time until you get to the finals and the finals would be a team that has not lost against uh, a team full of people that have all lost uh, and are playing together for the first time. So Love if it. that team beats the undefeated team, naturally that that undefeated team has now suffered their first loss. Now everybody has one loss, and now all the names go back into the hat. And then you have uh, a championship match all mixed up again of all the people that made it to the final match. Yeah, so it's like that. And then, of course, it's also being built around a day full of skills challenges, which include the Gingerly Gentleman, the Mightiest Striker. Also, uh, Trevor Gagola won the Vintage Baseball 
ballist of the year or what was this king of hearts or whatever king it was of diamonds? king of diamonds yeah maybe and uh uh so we're gonna and that was done with throwing and hitting skills hitting targets and all that stuff that that would be coming back and then there yep. would be uh some other skills things that i have not frankensteined yet so they will exist but it so it's a day full of baseball, but you are not necessarily playing all day. But when you get double eliminated, you don't have to go home because you'll have plenty to do baseball related still. Yeah. Uh, and, but playing again, won't be an option because once I don't, we have it set up for eight, eight clubs, 12 people, 96 people, uh, 12 people per club, 96 people, uh, if somebody drops out, well, they they too bad because we're not we're not filtering people back in that lost. When you lose twice as an individual, you're done. You're done. Sit and enjoy it, or do you're, a skill. You're done. So <laughs> that's how that goes. So right now, uh, I'm working to do one on the East Coast and in the Midwest. That's what we're looking to do is two of them. Woo. And uh, that's what is on my plate for next year. That's all. And the Worlds and the Ohio Cup. And I think I think that's it. You know, I don't want to go crazy here. Oh. Uh, so, so, Rudy, uh, you're on notice. You have to find us a place in Ohio to do this. Okay. I'll keep looking. I will. And, you know, I can't – I'm excited – for not only everything happening next year, but also like expanding our video component. Like um, we didn't, we, we tinkered with it last uh, year at the Ohio cup, the end game call, like the end game interview call. We didn't get to do that this year. And um, I'm, I'm really, you know, as, as you can tell by the videos, if you look at our very first video from the Ohio cup last year to the games that we're putting out now, we're, we're learning, we're, we're progressing, we're evolving. So like, I'm excited to see that growth next summer. Uh, also, if you're still listening and you know, a character in vintage baseball and you think they should get their episode, we hear this stuff all the time when we're in person is so-and-so should have an episode. So-and-so look at, just contact us, tell us who it should be. And we will contact them and get them on the show. But I'm old, yeah. man. I don't remember. I don't remember. And I'm trying to get people on the show and uh, we're trying a bunch of different stuff and, you know, we're still going. Yeah. The end is not in you, sight. The end is not in sight. You, you know what, what really uh, made my heart sore was, and you encountered this a little bit at the world tournament as well. And I encountered this at the Ohio cup was, individuals coming up saying that they listen and they enjoy the episodes and they uh obviously we're life partners we're stuck together we're imprinted on people so when they hear barrel roller they assume to see swamp fox when they see swamp fox they assume to see barrel roller so this at the ohio cup everybody was asking where you were at they wanted to know how you were doing and talked about like their favorite episodes and how much they listen. It was just, I was like, wow, that was like, I was, I'm genuinely thankful. And I was like, man, this is, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that there's an audience for this. 
I say it all the time that that people would be surprised if they knew how many people listen to this show because uh, it's a large community of vintage baseball, and although only they only listen to the episodes that interest them. So there, there's, yeah. there is a group of people that listen to every episode, but then there's a group of people that pick and choose. Understood. Mm-hmm. I have podcasts I listen to that I do that with too. Look, there's mm-hmm. a podcast called Cinephobe that they <gasps> review bad movies that did not get a good score on Rotten Tomatoes, either critics or uh, fans score. It has to be under a certain amount of score. And then they'll, so they'll pick a movie and they'll do it. And uh, to see if that was actually a bad movie or if it got a bad rap. And Uh uh, if I have not seen the movie, I generally don't listen to the episode. So it's the same kind go. of thing here, but I listen to most of them. It's great. Cinephobe. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it, Rudy? Yeah, it's part of the Dan Levitard uh, family, the metal but, arts, uh, right? It is now, but it was it did not start out that way. It was on, it, it, it was on it, its uh, own. Amino Hassan and yeah, uh, um, yeah. Amino like Hassan, who was a uh, front office member of the Phoenix Suns, and now is just kind of like an NBA insider. Yeah. Uh, but he's great, and uh, yeah. the guys on the show are great. So uh, that's fun. So if you, so we're what are we promoting? Another. So if you go to Cinephobe, <laughs> I was about to say, hey, you friends. go through <laughs> hundreds of episodes of them talking about uh, what is the one Practical Magic? I think is I the one I got Amy to listen to. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, or Hocus, I, I think they did Hocus Pocus. Because Hocus Pocus did not do well when it came out, you know, like they could actually, they could actually do a Christmas story because that bombed when that first came out. So I don't know if the nostalgia or whatever we'll get to you. By the way, why are we, we're just going off in so many different directions. I I can't help it. Uh, So send in any requests for people to be interviewed if you are interested in maybe doing a roller out the barrel classic day, we really want to get it in a day, a Saturday. Oh, yeah. uh, and you're in the Midwest. I'm not going to open it up to the East right now because I'm working on something, but in the Midwest, uh, you got to have three fields because we need the room to do some stuff. And uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a, uh, a very good event to start the season out with because let's face it, Rudy, we're going to, we're going to start going down the path right now. Stick with me. Uh, here we go. It's the end of the season. You've got to save it. <laughs> You've got to save this for our festivist episode. <laughs> it's the end of the season and you feel really good right now. You don't remember what happened. I'm going to remind you what happened. What happened is you got really excited in the off season and you scheduled a shitload of matches that you had to cancel half of them or the other team canceled. Your schedule looks like a lot of red X's because they didn't happen. Listen, stop it. You're excited right now. You're excited probably because you went to an event 
like the Ohio Cup, and you end the year on such a high, like the Ohio Cup would tend to do to you. And you go home and you're like, I can't wait. I can't wait for next season. And you don't even remember how you blew the team off four times to do other things. You don't even remember that you did that. You did that. Stop saying you're excited. You're a liar. Okay. Stop blowing off your club. It's affecting people's schedules and lives. Commit to making a smaller schedule that your guys will actually commit to. Then teach them the definition of the word commitment. Commitment. And then you take that smaller schedule. It doesn't have to be tiny. It has to be smaller. You take that smaller schedule and you fulfill all those dates. Everybody gets to play vintage baseball. Nobody has to cancel. Nobody has to cancel. <laughs> you start the season off with the Roller Altabarro Classic. You know why? Because it's for individuals, not teams. Because you won't get enough people in there to come play. And you will commit to it. You will commit to it. And you will say, we're going to be there. And then you will call us the week of say you do not have enough guys and you will not be there we're not doing that 96 gentlemen or ladies who have the word commitment understood <laughs> that's what we're doing anyway love it uh, go back to listen to our pet peeves uh, <laughs> episodes if you want more on that uh, Rudy it is good to see you again I'm glad we had this this short little talk this week about the Ohio Cup and uh, things we're going to do in the future things we're doing in the past and uh, basically an inter uh, an episode just for us to talk to each other <laughs> hey and we need that you know I think we need to sometimes we only get a short little bit of time to talk to each other and then we have a nice guest coming so this is nice to do a check-in yeah we'll get back to the guests and i've got some teams uh getting people together for for that but uh hey rudy i remember what i wanted to do i got it right here in front of me it's an updated top 10 episodes oh. in the history of the roller around the barrel show all right play this music again <laughs> all right here we go number one we go one to ten because the top is no mystery there. Number one is season three, episode twenty-seven, the Crestline Hill line, Hilllanders, Highlanders. Did I say Hilllanders? I'm a dope. You said Hilllanders, but I knew what you meant. Whatever they didn't. It's the Crestline Highlanders. And by the way, what a great episode that was to do. We had a lot of that. fun with that episode, and uh, yeah. that is far and away. The, I don't know what it was, but one day that thing caught fire and it just went and it kept going. And I remember texting Rudy, like, I don't know what's going on right now, but something's going on with this episode. And, uh, number two is season two, episode 23, Anthony Canino, the dirty pirate of the Atlantic's baseball club of Brooklyn. Those, those two have stayed pretty standard one and two for a long time. 
It would take something special to knock those people out. Yeah. Uh, number three is the episode we did right after Crestline Highlanders, season three, episode 28. It's Paul Metzler of the Belleville Stags from Missouri. And we did a pre-interview, what we call a warm-up, with David Blanchard and talked about the Field of Dreams. He does the Field of Dreams report. And uh, we've gotten a lot of downloads because of that fact right there. But So three all-time. Number four all-time is from season four. And it is uh, episode eight. It is the interview with Brent Barnes. Uh, the founder of the Alliance Crossing Rails, right? Love that. And uh, we did a warm-up with the Georgetown gentlemen from Kentucky, the new darlings of the vintage baseball community. And uh, so, yes, we're happy to see a season four episode get in there. But when we see these these episodes that Rudy was a part of, because remember the first half, Rudy was doing some other podcast, and then he came in, so now all of these episodes he was a part of are coming into the top 10 and mine are falling out. So he's getting a bit of an ego about it. But uh, <laughs> number five is season three, episode 25. And that is another episode we had a ton of fun with. That was Keith Boomer Walters from the Grangers of Rochester, yes. Michigan with Michelle O'Connell from Arizona. What a fun yeah. episode. And then her boyfriend uh also stopped in a little bit of that episode yeah uh it's weird Uh, is it because we have so much fun these get i I don't know but those were these episodes we've gone through so far so much fun uh and then uh number six was a standard has been a standard since it got released it is uh jeff hicks from the saginaw old golds that's season one episode 29 uh also something that stayed on the list for a long time is a roller onto barrel extra number four like this is a roller onto barrel extra episode you'll listen to right now this one will not appear in the top 10 (laughs) but yeah uh rotb extra number four did and that was with 21st century town ball talk with daniel jones uh number eight on this list is season four episode 12 bob bear from the iron horses of erie yep and uh we had the temecula deer brothers from california as the warm-up on that one that was a great episode god so much fun here's an episode that fell out of the top 10 and then somehow some way got some momentum back up i don't know if he's publicizing himself or not but uh season three episode 13 jeff bamer uh captain of the film more <laughs> fun guy minnesota he fell out for a long time and now he's back in at number nine and then rounding out the top 10 is season two episode two uh philip coco hayes of the canton corn shuckers uh rudy did you notice something missing from our top 10 did you notice someone who from the very first day of this podcast was in the top 10 and now is no longer there who was it marbles yeah 
Mike Marbles Feeney is not in the top 10 for the first time since his, in the history of this podcast. He had two episodes that were in the top 10 and he's been passed. We've got to, we've got to rectify that. We've got to get him back in the top 10. Uh, that that's not up to us. <laughs> He's been on the show a lot. There's probably about five episodes he he is on. If if you want a Mike Feeney fix, just go back and listen to the many many episodes he appears on. And uh, of course, there is the very first episode we released, and there's the episode where he turns heel at the World Tournament, <laughs> which is a, was a short one. Hey. And he was a part of the 200th episode, the 200th celebratory anniversary episode. And he's a part of any time that we're recording and he's around. And he did play-by-play out in Rhode Island on the first match. (laughs) And And his club is featured in at least four of the videos on the YouTube page. You know, Mike Feeney said that he's not interested in the Roller Altabaro Classic because he doesn't get to play with his team. Wah. They don't even show up to all your stuff, Mike. Boo-hoo. That's right. I'll get the guys that don't show up to everything come and play. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Rudy, anything you want to talk about before we, uh, before we say goodbye? Uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to play it. A little treat. If you've Play listened, if you've played, if you've listened 50 minutes into the show, we have our last Jonathan McLean news break because he's uh he's now on the payroll. And we'll he's be we'll payroll. be <laughs> I mean there is no payroll, but he's on it. This is your Roller Out the Barrel news break for Sunday, February 23rd, 1879. I'm Jonathan McLean. Dateline, Havana. The National Championship of Cuba was played this past month. Competing were the Havana, Almendares, and the Matanzas baseball clubs. Baseball has been rising in popularity as many see the game as an alternative to bullfighting, which was forced on them by the Spanish. Baseball represents freedom from Spain to the Cubans, and this certainly seems to be a popular sentiment among other people among Spanish occupation. The first game between the Havanas and the Matanzas was a close affair. The Havanas defeated the Matanzas five years earlier by a score of 51-9, and were hopeful to follow that up with another victory. They started strong with a 10-run third inning, but the Matanzas, whose name means slaughter or killings, put up eight runs in the fifth to pull to within four tallies. The Havanas, however, would not look back and took the first game by a final score of 34-26. to On February 2nd, 5,000 Cubans, several hundred being ladies, came to see the Havanas take on the Almendares Baseball Club. Founded only a year earlier, the Almendares are very much seen as the chief rival to the Havanas. The team from the capital would look to their player manager in Esteban Bayan for guidance. Bayan, who had three home runs in that 1874 game against the Matanzas, was born in Cuba but played for the unions of Morrisania, the Troy Haymakers, and the Mutuals between 1868 and 1873. He is considered the first Latin American-born ballist to play professional baseball in the U.S. Steve, as he is known by some, would contribute two runs as the Havanas became the Cuban national champions with an 18-10 victory. 
I'm Jonathan McLean, and this has been your Roller Out the Barrel News Break. It's the best thing that we do, and if people didn't listen through the entire episode, they missed it. Sorry about your luck. Woo! Don't hate. Hey. Uh, so next year, when you're doing your schedules, I'm going to be at Fenway Park in May again. I'm trying to talk Rudy into coming to Boston with me. It ain't going to happen. Man, wouldn't that be great? We need to get Rudy into a time machine. A time machine where he can go forward in his life, but I can stay where I am in mine. So his kids will be grown and gone and off to having their own lives, and then we can go do things together, but we can't. (laughs) Rudy, tell everybody goodbye. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Are you muted? Did you mute your mic? Oh, there you go. Oh, my dear Lord. I was cracking up at everything you were saying, and no one heard my laughter. Dang it. Just know that he laughed. I don't know. Go ahead. Friends, for the barrel roller, I'm the Swamp Fox, and I want to tell you that whether you call heads or tails, you're either going to win the toss or you're going to lose the toss. <laughs> I got to tell people why you're saying that. <laughs> you said go back to the Ohio Cup video on YouTube. It is, uh, who is in that match, Rudy? It's the Black Flags versus the Monitor Baseball The Club. first thing, just about the first thing that comes out of your, your mouth is something about how the Black Flags either won or lost the coin flip. It's brilliant. It's brilliant broadcasting. <laughs> it's as good as when I said, uh, you knew, no, we knew what I knew when you knew it. Uh, but yours is much better than mine. And uh, <laughs> they either won or lost the coin flip. It's brilliant. Uh, so that is going to be uh, Rudy's sign off from now on. So uh, now, Rudy, I want you to say it with more conviction, but let me put your song. I got to put your song behind it. All right, here we go. Say it with more conviction. Whether you call it heads or tails, you're either going to win or lose that coin toss.